In Parashish Shlach, talk about the Maraglin, which basically made the biggest tragedy for Claudius Yisrael for all times. This was the uh, above when they came back and, and all the things. And uh, to understand what the Chet is, it's a lot of it. We have to uh, go into exactly who was involved and what was involved. But more so, there seems to be a Taina Moshe Rabbeinu too. You see in the attitude of the Shlach Lechoa Noshim, now, if you want to send, I'm not telling you to send them. In other words, do what you want, but you're responsible for it. Not the thing that we find in Parshas Devarim that the Rabbeinu Shalom punished Mesh Rabbeinu Bufa for that. Now, the whole means of Mesh Rabbeinu is because of the Chet not hitting the rock. The hitting the rock was the actual Aveira, and that was the Lila, because you can't, the nation don't make listen, or don't tell, tell the Nobi to do something, and then it doesn't happen. Or the, it makes an error, and so on. The Nobi doesn't make an error. And the Rabbeinu, if he did it, he did it just to get Mishra Bainu. But what it says is, but why do you want to get Moshe Rabbeinu? Because of what he did over here. What did he do over here? The Dreishi in the volume, like the Pussing in the volume. Gambi, Pussing Lamad Zion from the beginning, Gambi, his Hanaf Hashem, the Glaukim, also God was angry at me because he didn't say, I'm not the way so much, and you're also not going to tell it so. So what was it that Moshe Rabbeinu did and that the Rabbeinu Shalom didn't really want to have anything to do with? Okay, the Rabbeinu Shalom told Moshe Rabbeinu that, I mean, to tell Kali Yisrael, we're going to help Yisrael, it's a great land, it's everything else, and so on. And Moshe Rabbeinu sensed somehow some kind of... Uh, the satisfaction, uh, a question of why we have to move. Um, and I don't know necessarily if it was uh, just uh, something of comfort or something with Hashkafedik also. What I mean by Hashkafedik, the, uh, the main thing that we remember is Yom Tzeschem, not the day we became free, we became that we left Mitzrayim. That means we wanted to escape the, the values of Mitzrayim, the uh, culture of Mitzrayim, and so on. And that's the Ike that we, that we celebrate. We didn't say Mitzrayim when Mitzrayim left us. That's the, uh, the important part now. Uh, it could be they want to go back to Mitzrayim, as I say, they don't like the culture, the only tail, only tail. Okay, you can say that. It's hard to say it. You're talking about the Duhamid, but you're talking about a lot of tzaddikim in there. So to say that that's what bothered them. But there is a certain concept like that. You know, you always have a kashi. Why did Nodimarishin, being the smart man that he was, he was the creation of Akkadish Bokhu, so he's probably the as he probably had the most ever possible. And he should have figured out, if I want to eat from the Eitz Hadas, I better eat from the Eitz Hachaim first. Right? But he understood that if he would eat from the Eitz Hachaim, which is a luchmiistic type of lifestyle, he's never going to eat from the Eitz Hadas. But he wants to eat from the Eitz Hadas. He wants to find out what this Gashmius is all about. And then what do you have to do if you eat from the Yetzirah after that, then you're trying to put a Ruchnistic flavor on the Gashmis. And that automatically doesn't work too well. That's what could be the winch you're sitting doing by going back to Mitzrayim. Or simply that it was an easier lifestyle. It was a simple irrigation system. It was not necessary, any Hashem. And the constantly judged in the time. It's uh, the ancient doesn't change 
Derech Ateve, for these things, there would have been other, obviously, on Anshim there may be, but they wouldn't have been the one of uh, hunger and stuff, so and, and, and things like that. But now to saw, which is on rain, there you would maybe run into hunger, becoming a major issue, because you have to be zeichet to, to have rain if you have food, not the opposite. So the Rebbeinu Shalom, it could be the Raglam had a very simple reason they didn't want to go to Eretz Yisrael. Uh, forgetting about the, the things about their own COVID and so on. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but these are the looking for what the uh, what their point was. So Moshe Rabbeinu heard these musings about coming into Mitzvah, about going into the Ganshat. So he wanted to show them how beautiful the land really is. Now, he can't agree that you should check up on what God tells you. And God tells you the land is good, you know, so, uh, you know, you have to accept it. And so I'm going to show you. And, you know, this that it says, you know, if you tell somebody, you're going to show them how good it is. You keep telling him, okay, guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. You figure the guy's not going to bother asking you to see anything anymore because uh, you, 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 you know, you impressed them. Go ahead. You want to check it? Check it out. No problem. Right? So uh, that, that was somehow his feelings. But it was more than that. You know, it's, you're actually going to see how good it is. I don't need you not to go. You want to go, go. He wasn't against them going. Uh, he didn't think there'd be any chet in their going. Uh, the, the problem of that maybe there was a basic chet. You delayed the going to El by 40 days. You could have gone to El 40 days earlier. And maybe that would have been saved us all the problems. If we would have gone right away. All of us, once we took the 40 days, they cooled off a little. You got to realize there was a cooling off period from the time we left Mitzrayim. We were supposed to leave Mitzrayim and be in El Tisrael 11 days later. What happened, we came in over two years later, about two, about two years later. Uh, not nearly two years later, sorry. It's a, it's a, a, what Shoshone has counted with, with Nissan's, so the year ended. Even though we went out, in the second year. Okay, so it came out that first of Hatego, which came uh, right away. The first one had to have Kabbalah so that took seven weeks. After Kabbalah they had an ego, they had an ego. Uh, they had to build a Mishkan. So, first of all, it took Meshra another 80 days to give me five then they had to build a Mishkan. So it was first reading a Nisan anymore. Then you had the counting of Klai Yisrael at that time, whatever other Chet, the Shosh Bainis had come in the house. And then you had the Chet of Miriam and another seven days, and finally the Miranda. So there was a complete delay that kept happening. And therefore, when, the, when delays keep happening, you keep starting having different Machshavas, whatever. And that was the Tainan. On uh, what do you call it? Uh, so that can you really, when you do something, you're supposed to do it real fast. But that way, the people don't have the, the chutzpah to do it yet. They're not until they organize themselves against it. Whatever reason it is, if you want to accomplish something, it has to be done one, two, three. Uh, so, what was the chet of the? Uh, so, it says over there, so. If you're sending them officially, they didn't ask, we want to check on the land. They asked the very simple thing. We want to see, uh, what do you call it? Uh, over there, he said, in, in the volume, he tells you the, the actual, what, they, what actually happened. I took you. You all came to me and you said, They should spy out the land for what reason? And he said, They should return. How we should invade. 
the cities that we should attack. Now, the same and very strategic, simple uh, reason for sort of sending the Maraglam, ah, we don't need it. The Benishon is the one that's leading us, so therefore we don't need the Maraglam. Now, so he just marches in, and if we see Rashi brings down that if he would have been Zeichet to go right away, we would not even have to have any weapons. The Benishon would have wiped them all out with my gafers or other types of things. So therefore, uh, the whole the, the whole thing was unnecessary technically, but he vowed he saw that their underlying reasoning here was to see the land, see how good it is. So therefore, he uh, he wanted to to agree in order that they should that they should be convinced that this is the best piece of land there is. And but he should not have he should not have actually told him this. What he should have done is say, you want to check the land, you want to check how to invade the God's hands, but you want to check how to invade, okay, go. He knew that they're going to check out the land, he knew that they're going to check out the fruits, and so what? So they'll check it out and they'll see. So it'll be terrific. What, what's my problem? Right? I don't have to uh, tell them to bring the food, check out the land, see how good it is. In other words, uh, that they would have done it by themselves. That's why. That's the reason they want to go with it. They must do it by themselves. So you see, oh, so that so therefore Moshe Rabbeinu should not have told them anything. Just to go throw and check out the land of Abraham Beit. And what's like? What's he say? Listen, is all at Tzmahi. See what kind of land it is. Okay. What is it important for us to know if the land is good or not? We're going by Hashem, so we have to we, we have to go regardless of whether it's good land or bad land. The Benjamin is taking us out of its time in order to give us out to Israel. That's where we're going. Why are you giving me a choice as if to say it's my choice? You know, if it's a, a good thing, if it's good or bad. And 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 was if it's a fat land means fertile, yes, but has trees, right? Okay, and take the fruits of the land. What is all this necessary for an invasion policy? So therefore, that is what caused the problem, and the it gave like a hetel to them to define to to argue on on the matonet that it's not a good land. And that's the height of Moshe Rabbeinu as far as the Maragumban. And for that, he eventually would not let him go into Yisrael as part of the Chet of the Maragum. But he didn't have a specific Chet for him because he was a Maimon. He trusted Nakhodesh Baruch the whole time. He had no doubts. Even if they came back with all their garbage, they said this. But the uh, Moshe Rabbeinu obviously wasn't swayed. So why is Kumtamanish, but the fact that he brought her upon us. Therefore, that's the Anish Meshabin. Okay. <coughs> it's interesting the type of fruit they brought back. They brought back uh, you know the grapes, you ever show pictures, the old pictures of Elch's soil. Uh, Tower art and stuff, and those used to have because the Maraglan carrying the fruits of Elti soil, carrying the fruits of Elti soil. And realistically, you want to buy, we go to the store, you buy grapes, right? You're not winemakers, you buy grapes. Why are you buying grapes? You can eat, right? You like grapes, you also like raisins, like this thing. What are you going to do with a watermelon type of grape? But you need four guys to carry the uh, the the, uh, the bunch, and what they call the bunch of the, the that bunch of grapes. It's crazy. You know, you wouldn't. What are you doing with such grapes? Oh, well, you want to make wine? Fine. But what happened? I like I like the taste of grapes. I want to eat grapes. I want to eat raisins. So the same thing goes with the fig. 
Now, again, you'll say, okay, for the winemakers, it's a, it's a bounty to have uh, big grapes, just like the pomegranates. Because one guy to carry a, a pomegranate. Pomegranates, they're like a baseball. What do you, what do you, what do you need? The guy has to carry a pomegranate like this because pomegranates generally were made for, for, for juice. Now that was the drink besides the wine. So you, you obviously the larger the pomegranate, the, uh, the, the easier the job is. So, okay, so therefore I understand that. But why the fig? The fig is an eating product, not made for, uh, for the juice, even though they do have fig juice, that's not made for the juice. So, what do you need big ones for? So you can say also maybe because you dried them out mainly, they're eaten dried out. And because of that, it doesn't make a difference if you have big ones and then cut, cut pieces of them, like, you know, something you, you, you dry them out in bunches anyway, you don't just dry out one fig at a time. So therefore you may be able to be easier for them to do it. Could be. I don't know, but anyway, I always use the bracha to be able to see the kind of land we have. Uh, and this bracha, by the way, continued all the way into the time of Rosh Lakish, according to Imam So uh, that's how long the, the bracha about the soil and the size of the palace or, or the, the amount of what you can produce from a half a vine. And in a way, we need such fertility. And then when the Benishal made a split of the land, we got a certain piece of land. That piece of land in this next generation will have instead of one family living on it, we'll have 10 families living on it. And in the next generation could be living with 100 families on it. And we still only have the same piece of land. So obviously that piece of land has to be productive to be able to give, to give a living to all of us. And that, uh, so therefore it needs such a bracha of this type of stuff. Now, it could have been that if the Maraglim would just have reported their case, in other words, and maybe even with the negative connotations, uh, like what they came and said like this, we came to land, so you see how great a land it is. The nation is too strong for us, right? Okay. That may be, they wouldn't have been punished for because they're giving a true report of what, what, what was there. We saw their strong people, their giants, maybe even you tell me in there that they're thinned up and how many nations around. Wow, you know, uh, we, we were scared. All of these things are a, a feeling that they had. You can contend with that feeling. In other words, on the other hand, Kalev would, would come along, which is Vayas Kalev Islam and saying, you know, you're right, but it, for us, it's not, it's not a problem for us. Venetian will bring us into the soil and we'll conquer it. What difference does it make how strong the, the enemy is? The Venetian is the one that's off on our side, so what difference does it make? So therefore, it would have ended in such a way that there would have been an argument, okay. People may have been harder, maybe to convince them, maybe it could be, whatever it is there. What did the Maraglam do when they saw that all of a sudden there's a contention about the, their report? So all of a sudden they resorted to Dibas Horat to speak Russian on the land. It doesn't pay for us to have this land. It's not a good land. What do you mean it's not a good land? You just told us it's a good land. Yeah, but it's also a your people die young here. It doesn't pay to have a lot of Gashmias have a, a luxury and die young. Is that what you want? 
you know, we want to have what do you call it? So it's not a good land. That's what they spoke there about the land. That, that's what they, and instead of when the Benisham did it for their, for their benefit, that people should be busy with other things and not notice that there's 12 spies among them. You know, uh, you see, even by Yosef, you know, uh, it seemed to have a very open, open uh, policy in their time. I mean, uh, men pretty much can come in any, any, any country you want and nobody stop you. You may have had some tax collectors and stuff, just like you have you bringing in goods from one country to the other country, but it was pretty, pretty free. You didn't have to get a visa from one country to the other. And therefore, it's very possible you'll come to be as a spy. That the rebellion should lay them. You know, uh, and maybe it was done that way. And therefore, there was always that fear that becoming as spies. So you have 12 guys, they that all of a sudden, if they stood together the whole time, probably they didn't, because you see, Kalev was able to go to Hevron to inspire like if they obvious is that obviously he was not together with them. Uh, you said they all came to heaven and he went up and, uh, and, and, and spelled separately. It can also, could also happen. It was, because it says they came to heaven. So, I mean, they all came to heaven. So when Moshe Rabbeinu, I mean, so when Kalev went to spell about Kibbe Yavis, could be just slipped himself away for a few minutes, for an hour or so, whatever it is, however long to take the prey. But uh, but not, not that they were able to go away for a week for a, a week or something, because I my have my duty is to is to spy out this area. Your duty is this area. Seems they all went together. So obviously they're pretty noticeable. If they're noticeable. Then the Rabbeinu Shalom is trying to protect them by making people die, so they'll be busy, be basic in their own service, and their own aggravation, and therefore they won't look at other people. And they took this, of course, what God was doing for their benefit, and they turned it around on Now, it's interesting, Rashi brings down, why did they, they bring the fruit for because since they want to say that's not not kedai to go there, why? Because el So it says that every lie that doesn't have some truth to it is not going to last. And you'll see take the dashes it from emes. Each letter has two feet. Sheker. Each letter has one foot. The shin is also considered one foot. Either it's a base or it comes, if you've seen the safer tailor, it comes to a point, the shin, the shin. And therefore, it only has one foot. And that's a shekel, but it must have that shekel. Now, we all know that, uh, especially now with the Holocaust deniers and so on like that, that the big lie is, uh, is also accept, is, is believed. Right. Now the question is, is it believed in reality or it's just the, the people who want to make tainas pretend to believe it, and, but it really always comes back to as a shekel. And if you wanted to list that, why didn't we go to El saw because it wasn't really good, it wasn't really good uh, land, even though it gave fantastic fruits, uh, that means they'll have an excuse for all the generations for all time that would have to have some truth to it. But on the other hand, the basic law, the, the, the great lie, the big lie, that, that's only for the minute for the ones that hate you, so they want to believe the big lie. But not that it's believable. The big lie, not necessarily believable. The only reason that it's believable, of course, it's you, you couldn't possibly say that it's Czechia because it's so obvious that, it, that it's Emes. So if you're saying it's Czechia, it must be Czechia. That's, that's the way the big lie works. And uh, that, uh, that obviously uh, works for a while, but it's only as, you tell, as you keep bringing more 
or evidence of things that happen or whatever it is there, they, they won't be able to list. In their report, the Maragha in the last Pusik in in Chav Gimel, in Peik Chav Gimel said the Shomrin was on a fiddle Bnei We saw them fiddle those are the giants from Bnei Anok, right? And we were in our eyes like grasshoppers. So we in their eyes. You see a very interesting thing here. That when the self, when does something appear to the other person as, let's say, diminutive, like in other words, to know that if you're a coward or to know your thing or, or, or body language, however you want to call it, is you have an own, your own opinion of yourself. And because you have your own opinion of yourself as miniature to what reality is, then unfortunately, the people will pick that up and they will they will press you on that. So in other words, if you have no self-confidence, that's what's going to happen to you. Uh, on the other hand, if you come in with self-confidence that I know who I am, I know my mindless, I know what my what 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 I, I can do, my what, what, what the Benishim's qualities that he gave me, I'm not leaving the Benishim out of this, <coughs> and I know who I am. So therefore, you, you'll treat me differently. You won't treat me the same as negligently, like it's a nothing. I'm somebody. You always used to say, my wife used to always claim she was five, six, whenever they would tell her, you don't look it, she would say, I'm short for my height. And what it meant is reality is I'm much taller than I am. I'm much bigger than I am than I look like. And that's, that's the point. If you feel that way, people treat you that way. And people will even treat, they used to say over there are students, you'd ask them, the, 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 the kindergarten kids, you know, well, would you say this teacher's tall, this teacher, and how's Mrs. Feinstein? She's a giant. In other words, why would they have that thing? Because that's how she carried herself. So therefore, the giants, that gives over a point of, it wasn't so much that they were looked like, like, like grasshoppers, was it because they they thought of themselves as grasshoppers, therefore they appeared to the giants that way, and therefore they're nothing. They're inconsequential because that's how they treated themselves. So the Rabbanish Shalalim wanted to punish them. So first of all, he punishes them, Mida connected Mida. That's not what the Rabbanish is angry at them. Uh, you notice at the end, I'm going to this first, uh, that the Rabbanish justice is Mida connected Mida. The reason that Mida connected Mida, we learned from Pasha's so Yisrael, that that is the only true justice in the world. In other words, what you are willing to do, then you have to say that you're willing to accept that what you're willing to do. Anything else you can claim, it's, it, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't do that. If I wouldn't do that, so God can't do it to me. But if I would do that, so then obviously it can be done and it can be done to you. So therefore, Mida Kineged Mida is the only justice that the Benishim applies. What was the Mida Kineged Mida that the, that the Maragum had? The Rabbeinishloim wanted to give them a good gift, right? Out Israel. And what did they tell the Rabbeinishloim? We don't want it. In a way, that's the biggest insult you can do. Whenever you want to give somebody a gift and he throws it back in your face, right? 
That's the biggest insult. You know, I'm going to give you something, you want to take it. Not that I don't want to take it, though, please don't, it's so much for you and all that. Talking about, I don't want it. That's an insult. Same thing like basukis, right? You give your glass of water to the Belach, and he throws it in your face. You now, when it rains on sukkis, you know, it's what, what's piat the Moshul? Because I don't want your mitzvah. I don't want you, I don't want you sitting in the sukkis. I don't care if you don't sit. It's a rejection. Okay, so that's what the Yidin did to the I did it to the Mitzvah. The Mitzvah says, I'm going to do it to you too. You know, you know my rejection. How will you know my rejection? Because in reality, which there which should be the one coming into Eretz Yisrael? Which one is going to set the foundation of Kali Yisrael in its greatest form? The Dara Hamidbah, or the Dara Deya? These are the guys who are the greatest people. These are the greatest people Kaiso will ever produce. Everyone's a Novi. So let's go and touch as well. So you're right, we didn't avail, but for your benefit, you should want us to come and touch as well. So it's best for you if we come and touch as well. He said, Don't do me any favors. I don't need your favors. Don't want you. And a lot of people that that establish want to establish their own authority though do that in a lot of times, even though they give up something, but they establish themselves because of uh, this that's the point they want to do. Don't do me any favors. So there is a, a way of doing that, but here in the Venezuela, when you're talking about Klaiuso, we're not talking about uh, people wanting to create an image of sorts and stuff like that. You're talking about reality. FLP came, the mansion says, I reject you. Moshe Rabbeinu prays for Kla Yisrael. And the Rabbeinu says, Salachti Kidvarecha. Now, why does he use the Lushan Slicha and not Mechila? Mechila should be an Indian of Mechila. I'm Michael here. No, if he was be Michael, then he couldn't kill them. Because then the, there is no Chet. But obviously, I have to say there is a Chet. And that Chet is what, what you did. So how come I'm letting you I'm letting you live at least for 40 years in the midbar? How am I letting you? I'm killing you only at 60. I'm not killing you right now. I said, okay, you're excused. Now let's take a shot in that and in our own reactions. Or the dinning nayamikipurim when we come for the lowest level of forgiveness is slicha. What does it normally mean, slicha? It means uh, in Hebrew, modern Hebrew, uh, you want to push yourself through a crowd, right? So what do you do? You, you shove everybody around, but you always say in English, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, right? And nobody says anything to you. They may not like the way you push yourself through, but they, you uh, said, excuse me, okay, so I'll excuse you. And the same thing in Hebrew goes, slicha, slicha. And what is the response for that? End of up. It's nothing. Forget it. And that's what we, that's what the lead in. So it's usually used for a shaygate where a person didn't really mean to be chayte. And uh, so they're just slicha. You know, you're sorry about it? Okay, forgive it. The other hand, I do something on purpose. I actually want to hit you, and I hit you. Now I'm asking you for forgiveness. That needs mechil already. That's amazing. And the truth is, you see that even slichism achet, because if you try to put, even though you're trying to get to the other side, but you don't say slicha, they're going to be very angry and punch you in the nose. 
Because you, who are you showing? Who do you think you're going? Right? But once I say slicha, it softens it. But I want to tie that there's also a concept of in the forgiveness. If I only forgive you in the madrega of slicha, on amazed, then there also a certain amount of forgiveness. But it doesn't clear the slate. Now, I do have the image that we just said. Um, so, uh, and the Benishon was not willing to, uh, to be Michael then. So he says, Okay, you have an excuse. I have what you did, but I don't accept your excuse, but it was an excuse. Okay, so it's an excuse. Um, can we say the same thing by other types of uh, relationships between uh, people? I don't know this to be true, but it's something to think about. That let's say the uh, Bali Musa talk about it that you know, you had a fight with your friend and he asked you forgiveness and you michael him so you have to go in you have to treat him as you treated him before otherwise it's not a true mechila right? I want to give you a scenario where let's say I entrusted my friend a, a very private secret that can harm me. But he's my friend. I got all my secrets to him. And he tells that to other people, and it actually harms me. So I got very angry, and I broke my relationship with him. He then asked me for mechile. So I answer, I forgive you. Right, but I'm not going to be your friend anymore to the point I'm going to share secrets. I'll be able to eat a can of sandwich with you. I'll be able to go to a restaurant with you. I'll be able to go to, to talk shtusim with you, maybe even talk and learning with you. But I'm not telling you any more of my secrets because I don't trust you. So you can say that that's nothing wrong with that because you know you're not really the person I thought you were. But if you go into the point that somehow that shows a difference in friendship, then if I was Michael, you, I should have to listen to it. I should have to forgive you on that point too. And then to trust you like I trusted you before. Possibly, maybe you can say, I'm not Michael, you. Well, I don't you maybe the word forgive is a bad word. Because in English, there's, uh, I don't know if there's a matter difference between slich and mechila. But in, in Hebrew, there is. So, meaning, I'm not mechil you, but I'm seleach you. In other words, I don't want to punish you. I'm willing to continue with you as friends. We can continue talking to each other and so on. Similarly to Yosef. Being, uh, being, being, living with his brothers if the Yaakov Avinu dies. In other words, they said, you know, the thing, and, and the Rabbeinu Bechai over there says that the troubles that that, that always uh, haunted Paul Yisrael was because Yosef never forgave his brothers. He never was Michael his brothers, right? Yet, but they were able to live together. They always, he took care of them. They relied on him. They, uh, what he called, so they were friends in, in, in that sense. They were acquaintances, if you want to put it that way. Not true friends, but I'm sure they're true friends also. They probably cared if someone got sick. They probably uh, cared about you by one another. But they don't treat each other the same way as they would if they would be Michael. And they never will Michael each other. They are, I mean, they, they didn't have any, they will Michael him all day, but he never was Michael them. On the other hand, they mean I never needed Mechila, so I'm trying to say, because he didn't really do anything. He did silly things, but he didn't do anything to it.
First, I'm going to have a hard time forgiving somebody because when people ask Mechila, it's because they know they have to ask Mechila. Very rare is it that a person is truly, truly sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big problem. But therefore, you should never say the word Mechila. You should say it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's, uh, it's fine. But don't say a Michael, because once you say a Michael, I'm stuck. And the guys who say it uh, every night should really cannot have a time on anybody after they say it. And say, you know, I'm Michael, but I still angry at him. No such thing. You're Michael, you're Michael. If that's the way, if you feel that that Mechila means that when the mention says he's Michael, us, we're asking for Mechila, he's also angry at us. Obviously, we don't want that to be that way. So you can't be angry. I'm not giving you mechila. Be angry. I'll get along with you. Work it out. I'm not mechila. The past is still there, and therefore, uh, okay, it's not a it's not a full forgiveness if you want to do that way. Now the Benishim has seems to have a tiny to um, to claw your soil. That ten times they 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 but they aggravated me. They did something against me. I saw in this Jonas, it's not something they saw. That's the mission of novice. But, right. It's not the only ones, especially for novice to count them. Here, it's until this time. There was only ten. But what happened after that happens right after this, right? So again, you have later on Baal which is real strong one, you have Meriva. You have other Averus that they did. You know, why, why are you stopping at 10? You did 10, right? So I said, the Pusik is not so bad, because the Pusik is talking about, you know, you're 10 times you like me till now, and this just broke the Bible's back. Okay, we finally give But the Mishnah that says that only 10 that you did, you did more than 10. I think it came out 14, but whatever it is there, you did more than 10. So why didn't you count the other four? So I want to tell you that the Mishnah only counts things that don't make misfiring. We we don't believe, truly believe in a Kodesh Bochel. We don't believe in his power. We don't believe in him. And therefore, those things, and that the Chet of Kerach was because of COVID. The Chet of the Baal Perl was because of uh, Taivet. Uh, what he called the water was because they, they actually were thirsty. It was not a point of uh, that they, uh, they, they were in a bad place to begin with. Wasn't they were testing anything? They weren't doing anything. It's a good about They just were asking for the simple necessities that they needed. So these things are not counted in the uh, in the in the chesbeinus or anything. It's only told me we have a kfir and a kodesh baruch I don't believe you can do it. That's a dynamic on Klal Yisrael. The Reish comes in after, after the Chet of Maraglin, and he gives over a bunch of mitzvahs to Klai Yisrael. And uh, the first one's in the Sochim, and uh, the Sochim and Nochis. What's the Tachlis, the Sochim and Nochis? What does it got to do, first of all, here? Why would this have to be long here? I would think, we, we discussed a little bit in... Uh, the difference between an oila and a mincha. An oila is a de demonstration of a person's belief in our trust in our In other words, he puts himself, he, he spends or he wastes a certain amount of money 
which would aggravate him in the normal circumstances. Uh, if he would lose it, he would, what do you call it? Um, whether it's $50 or $1,000, or whatever that number is, that's the she you had to bring the Kobanela for. And Kobanela is wasted completely, total waste. So why are you bringing it? What are you getting out of it? The mainstream doesn't need it. You, you, you're not getting anything out of it, so why are you bring your carbon oil? Because the carbon oil demonstrates my trust in that Kodesh Boko. Now it's God, I don't mind spending this kind of money or wasting it for this kind of money because I trust in you. If you want to give it back to me, you'll give it back to me. If you don't want to give it back to me, you won't give it back to me. You could have taken it other ways too. So I'm totally your hands. Normally we say it all the time, right? Even though we have a bank account, even though we have everything else behind this, we still say, oh, I trust in God, right? But you can't really truly demonstrate it. Here you can actually demonstrate it. You're taking an action which actually costs me a certain amount of money, which is enough to aggravate me, and I don't feel aggravated. That's the point then, I see that I pierced the test. The trouble is sometimes you see you fail the test. Now, what I thought I was at the Madriga that I wouldn't feel it, and I still felt it. Then you have to make another carbon. And by then, the Rebbe still accepts your carbon as an attempt because he made by making the fire on the Mizbeach first before, before you're bringing it. So therefore, you're automatically guaranteed of an acceptance because I brought it with full intention that I'm going to pass the test. Unfortunately, I failed. That's another one. Uh, which is basically uh, an animal. An animal has, uh, uh, we, we, all, we all acknowledge that no matter how well we treat the animal, how well we take care of it, uh, whether it lives or dies is up to eventually. It's a living thing. We don't know how long it will live or what will live or what's what's in there. But we uh, we try to take care of it as best as we can. Okay. So therefore, that's regular business. I have a business at a store. I have a competitor across the street. The fact that I'm chosen over my competitor. Has, has nothing to do with me. I can do my advertising. He does the advertising. We both do. We even give out <coughs> bonuses. We even give out whatever it is there. And still, people come to me. People come to him. And what's the reason? Because the Bansha makes it that they go into wherever he wants to send them. And therefore, the fact that I have Parnosa is totally in, in him. It has nothing to do with my abilities or what I did. So a person can realize that. So therefore, he brings an oil, an animal. A mincha, though that is also an oil, but it's a mincha, meaning it's from, uh, it's from grain, which takes leaven, which to make bread. You're not making the bread, maybe. So it's 10 malachas that it takes to produce bread even though bread is flour so cheap because of that the, uh, the amount that you do it or the bounty of the world, of the earth. Those are the cheapest uh, things, is the grains. And you know, whatever it is, and you have, uh, interestingly, you know, you think about, uh, yeah, but you bought a box of screws. Okay, what, a dollar for a box of screws. 10 screws, 15 screws, 20 screws, whatever you got in the box, right? Your imagination, what it takes to, you have to mine it, you have to smelt it, you have to form it, you have all sudden different, uh, you have the wholesaler, the, the, the manufacturer, the wholesaler, the retailer, uh, the, the, the jobber, the retailer, all these people, and it comes out to, a Nicholas screw. I can't even, my own imagination, a screw cost me $10. 
not going to cost only a nickel. Because it's so cheap, it's so ability that the actual cost of manufacturing it maybe is a, a, a quarter of a penny or something like that. There's the profit involved. Same thing goes with grape. <clears throat> Even though that's the biggest bounty that we can have. Anyway, so Menoch says that even though it's my own strength, my own, <laughs> my own sweat and blood that I put into this, I still realize it comes from God. It's not me. It's a high madrege. It's a great acknowledgement of and it's not as necessary to the amount of money you spend on that because that itself is the greatest acknowledgement fact that you're willing to bring coke for that. Till the Miraglum, you were able, and they truth until they gave down to soil. <clears throat> but until the Miraglum, there was no such mitzvah even, was that a person got to Madrega Vanoiva, it would be Madrega. I'm not, I don't make him have to come to the Madrega of a of of a, of a, of a mincha. It's a, it is a higher madrega called a mincha, but if you reach a shlomim, I mean, reach a shlomim, so we go with the neila. The thing is, the Taylor says now, it's not enough. The freeze, the problem that happened with the Moravian was they were not perfected. They stopped at a certain study. This is how much we believe. This is how much we're willing to accept. And not more. And that was no good. It's very nice that you got to that madrega. I'm not saying that's not a nice thing. It's like making a matzeva and not a mezbeach. Mezbeachim only wants a mezbeach. Now with a stone on top of a stone on top of a stone. In other words, you're always growing. You're always eating. Matseva, on the other hand, is some one single stone, and therefore you can't add anymore. I don't want to add anymore. That's what's wrong with it. So we we, we have the what do you call now? What do you need nesachim for? The nesachim is a new thing. But Rebbeinu wants you to bring wine on the mizbeach. Also, for what reason? Because to train yourself to enjoy the Taylor way of life. You know, some people can live the Taylor way of life and not really like it. Uh, Shabbos by many kids is it's a boring day. Uh, you know, you ask other people, Shabbos is the most wonderful day of the world. It's relaxing. I, I, I really can do mitzvahs. I can finally get rid of the troubles of the world for a day and so on. So some people look at it as a very wonderful day, but certain kids, and you can treat kids like that. That's the day we, we do this. It's the day we have uh, a it's the day we have whatever it is. You make whatever you do to make it enjoyable, but a Shabbos party, but for the, for the kids who it's boring, I don't need the Shabbos party. My mother doesn't need, need the older candy anyway. So I don't need the Shabbos party. So therefore, it's a boring day. Taylor requires us, when we spend all this money, and we re recognize that we have nothing is in our hands, that it's a good thing. It's a relief. It's a relief of the burden that's upon us, that we feel that we're so relieved that we're in God's hands. We have no problem. We enjoy it. We, we, it, it's the way of life. That's what the brainstorm requires of us. And if you don't have it, then don't bring the carbon. We want you to enjoy it. We want you to have this a pleasure in this way of life. That's the, what do you call That's the and what do you call Then there's a second mitzvah that's thrown in here. <coughs> which is Chawa. Now, again, 
Chalik could be a trust in a Kodesh Baruch. Rashivi used to explain it a little Chalik as, as the sales tax. There's Thomas and Meisos, and when we plant things and we bring in, the, we have our bounty, we have to give Thomas and Meisos. That's tax, that's income tax. And all of a sudden we're spending our money and we're making a piece of bread finally. We have to take off a piece of bread and give it away to the coin also. That's called sales tax. And the fact that a person can pay those two types of taxes is a trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu and a beetle of himself. That chat is, I can give it to a mention. Now you'll say, we all live in America and that's part of sales tax and then we have income tax and the, no one really thinks of ourselves that way. Because we all realize the right to live in America or in any country, they're going, they, they need an infrastructure. And to have that infrastructure, they're going to charge us for it. Now they try to charge us a proportionate way so therefore, it's not an unfair way. So really what's happening is you're not really making all that money. There used to be, I forgot what's called Freedom Day, uh, that every year they tell you, when do you become free of taxes? And the thing that usually lands up somewhere in, 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 used to be in March. Now I think it's in May uh, that, you, that you're not free until May, maybe even June. That means half the year you're paying taxes. That your money that you earned is all for taxes. That you don't realize it because it doesn't go out in one shot. Uh, the regular taxes are deducted from your, what do you call it? You're waiting for a refund, but you pay taxes. You didn't, when you, they told you earn $100,000 a year, you're not earning $100,000 a year. You're only getting a check for $80,000 a year, and then you have to figure out with the government who owes who money. And the same thing will go when you go into the store and you're buying something and it's a dollar, it's gonna be a dollar eight or whatever the sales tax is in a specific place. Now, a dollar I don't mind paying. Why? Because I don't wanna carry around, pay, uh, change my pocket. But now they're charging me a dollar eight I'm going to have to pay, I'm going to have to kind of change my pocket. And also, I don't have that other dollar bill that I thought I had. And that's people don't like that sales tax business. Worse than the, uh, than the actual income tax. Because the income tax, you don't realize you're paying. In the Aftere, you also see a very interesting thing. Like, uh, it seems strange. Yeshua sends two spies, which after the whole reign of the Miraglim, and these are the, the Tadikim, uh, Pinchas and, and, and Kalev, who was already, and it was completely unnecessary because how did they destroy Yericho? They marched around it pretty openly. And on the seventh day, the Bulgashefers, all the walls caved in and they moved in. There's no spying necessary there. What was the point of spying? What do we need it for? We really learned our lesson that we don't send in spies if we don't mean that we, we, we trust not Kodesh Baruch Hu, so what's the problem? And also, it's a little strange, you know, spies, Bukhari, try to try to be secretive, right? How come they knew they, that there were two spies that came in they knew exactly where they went. They knew exactly in whose home they're visiting. And we go, what a, what a FBI they have over there. You know, that's something that, you know, you can't imagine it. Like, you know, they're on top of every move that the enemy is making. So like, you know, other thing there. So I want to tell you, there's nothing, of course, they didn't, shouldn't have sent them around when, and, and they not, were not that well informed, it's not that good, good. but the Rabbeinu Shalom wanted to mechaven, to Mizake Rochav, to be able to enter Klal Yisrael, she's to be the mother of Nevi'im, ultimately she's Yeshua's wife. Um, that, and she was not really Kanani, 
She's just an out-of-country out person. She didn't, she's just a, a guest in the town. She happens to be in the food business. She's a, she's a restaurant, but she is not, she's not a Kanani in the sense of uh, from Kanani. Same thing goes by Yehuda, the Benish Kanani. Uh, he's not a Kanani, he's just he's a food merchant. And that's what Kanani means. So uh, you want to mezaka her that you're able to enter Kal Yisrael. How are you going to mezaka by being able to, to save the Maraglan? And therefore, he made it possible for everyone to, for the for the Melch uh, to know what's going on, and for him to go in. This is the thing that a person has to realize: the Bersh the Benishim orchestrates your life, mamish step by step. There is no what he called that it doesn't make me do or aware of whether do a vera or mitzvah, that's my bechirah. But as far as my situation in life is not is not up to me. That's up to the Rebbeinishim. Anyway, have a good Shabbos and a fair be well. And that's